You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another day here on Locked On Bearcats on Tuesday, January 11th of 2022. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. My name is Alex Frank, using my experiences from my days as the University of Cincinnati's Bearcast Media Sports Director and bringing all of those experiences here to Locked On Bearcats. And one thing that grew in within the Bearcats football program in my time at the University of Cincinnati was the quarterback position. Because, let's be honest, outside of Tony Pike and Desmond Ritter, and maybe a handful of others that have come in between them, how many quarterbacks can you name? Probably not that many. But the quarterback position at the University of Cincinnati has grown so much and has been elevated by Desmond Ritter that now it is, it, it feels like you are someone of note, someone highly touted. If you are the quarterback for the, for the University of Cincinnati, that is now a position that carries a lot of weight to it and also something that carries a lot to live up to. Desmond Ritter was so good for four years. And when you play at a school like Cincinnati, and this is something I said on my radio show at Bearcast Media, I remember sitting in the radio studios making this point. The great thing, and it was the great thing about Desmond Ritter, was that he was going to have the ability to grow and develop over four years. And that was three or four games into his first season, and he was already a really good quarterback then. You knew the Bearcats had the potential to win with Desmond Ritter. So because of what he did, that position is now elevated. And with Ben Bryan returning, with Ben Bryan returning, that is significant news. Because that gives this quarterback room some, a little more experience, a little more validity. What it gives is it gives a proven commodity, a proven guy in the room. Because Evan Prater hasn't taken more than 25 snaps as a Bearcat. Luther Richardson and Brady Lichtenberg have not taken a snap. As far as I know, they have not participated in a spring practice let alone a fall camp or a game or a spring game. So to have someone like Ben Bryant, yes, it creates some competition, but it also creates it also creates someone for Evan Prater and two guys to learn from. See, what Ben Bryant gained, what Ben Bryant gained, because when you're the backup quarterback, Sometimes you're the most loved player on the team by virtue of the starting quarterback struggling, which we all know Ritter struggled at times through his first two and a half seasons. 
But what Ben Bryant gained was notoriety. He gained some experience. He made one start. He came in when the games were out of hand and got some experience. He he had a great show in the in the Marshall game in 2019 at Marshall. Cincinnati won that game 52 to 14. And then you think about the start he made at Memphis that year. So Ben Bryant comes in with experience. Now he brings in a full season worth of starting in the Mid-American Conference, a good conference. Ben Bryant started a full season of college football at the Division I level. He brings that to the Cincinnati quarterback room. Evan Prater, for the luxury that he had of learning under Desmond Ritter, does not have a lot of experience. He only has 25, 25 snaps taken. And his only real impressive moment, I mean, he has thrown a touchdown pass, yes. But outside of that, he has a highlight reel play that made SportsCenter top 10. And what else? The starting quarterback job is going to come down to Ritter and Ben Bryant. If Ben Bryant starts, that's a good thing. If Ben Bryant starts, that is a good thing for Cincinnati because he's going to bring experience and he understands this offense. And I and I know Mike Dembrock is no longer here. Gino Gadulli is, is hopefully going to assume the offensive coordinator role. If he does, Ben Bryant has worked with him. Ben Bryant is stepping into familiarity, but he has grown in his time away from Cincinnati because he's been away. He went somewhere else to Eastern Michigan and started. The fact that he did that is huge. And you can say and you can say and maybe you think this that, you know, coming back to Cincinnati is basically, you know, not continuing on your own path. Yes, that is true. But sometimes you're told to go away, or not told, Ben Bryant wasn't told. Maybe he was, but sometimes going away from somewhere that you've been trying to carve a role at, or trying to get a higher or more action, more of an active role, sometimes when you go away from somewhere, from, from somewhere and go somewhere else to get the experience, I've been told this, and you come back, you're better off. Ben Bryant was in no way going to start in 2020, and he certainly wasn't going to start this year at Cincinnati. He wasn't even going to get much playing time. So the best thing for him was to go somewhere where he could become a full-time starter, and he was that. Now he comes back to Cincinnati with two years of eligibility. And I don't know what you think. I haven't asked a lot of Bearcats fans this question yet because we're just entering the offseason. But now that we are, it's becoming very real. Who do we want starting as the Bearcats quarterback going into next season? This is something we have not had to think about for four years. I talk about continuity being a great attribute of this program that has been that way for the last 
few years. That's not that's not going to be the case this year. Because there are going there is going to be a lot of change this offseason, a lot of new. Part of that's going to be the quarterback. Ben Bryant will be someone new. I don't care how much he, how much of a stake he has in this program or that he did when he was previously here. This is new. If Ben Bryant starts as the quarterback for Cincinnati, which the more I think about it, I would want him. He because what he is is he is a great bridge. Sometimes when you and I'll touch on this more in the next segment because it really is interesting to me. When you replace someone that holds great stature and legendary status within a program or a team or a franchise, which Desmond Ritter is, so it's not easy to move on. You need a you need a veteran quarterback, a good bridge guy, to come in and be the next guy that moves on to if someone like Evan Prater is touted as the next big thing, the next great quarterback in Cincinnati. More on that concept and other players who have announced they will be returning, key players that will be returning to the Bearcats for 2022. That's all next on Locked On Bearcats. But first, I am here, Alex Frank here, to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now using promo code SCORE and getting a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. So you don't need to pay full price at the pump anymore because you can get cash back using GetUpside, downloading the app for free and using promo code SCORE for that $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. The cash back gets added right to your account. There's no catch. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE for up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE for $0.50 per gallon, up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank here with you. If if you're hearing some things in the background, I apologize. Once again, I'm out of town again. If you can believe that, I'm in a hotel in the state of Georgia of all places. And at the time that this is being recorded, the national championship is going on between Georgia and Alabama. More on that game tomorrow's show, um, Wednesday. So, a point I made in the last segment, and I think it's really interesting. And I heard this mentioned somewhere. I forget where. It was on a sports talk show, I'm sure. But a point that was made, and it makes so much sense to me is it is extremely difficult to replace a legend, someone that achieves so much in his or her career. They become so good, so legendary, ascend to greatness. 
that it is difficult to replace him. I'll give you one example. Two, actually. And they both come in the NFL. Buffalo and New England. I'm sorry, Miami. New England maybe, though. The Jets certainly haven't found a great quarterback since Joe Namath. So really the AFC East in the NFL. Jim Kelly, legendary quarterback at Buffalo. One of my all-time historically great athletes in the NFL. I didn't get to see him play. But the way he played, the way he carried himself, and what he has gone through since. So Jim Kelly, Buffalo is not... Buffalo took 20 years to replace him. 20 years to find the next quarterback, the next great quarterback after Jim Kelly. They have found one in Josh Allen. Look at the Dolphins. Have they found a great quarterback since Dan Marino? I mean, who's, their, who's been their best quarterback since? Ryan Tannehill? Because he lasted the longest? And then, look at the Patriots. How are, I mean, I mean... They may have found their quarterback in Mac Jones. He got them to the playoffs this year, but it's got to be hard to replace Tom Brady. The Buccaneers might might have that situation. It's hard replacing great players at key positions. Like the the Bearcats, and, and I think another thing that goes into it is fans. Maybe you do this. When someone becomes so great, like a Desmond Ritter, you compare whoever comes after him to him. You don't give him that opportunity. Like, that's got to be hard to do if you are a, if you're a quarterback. So my thing is, Desmond Ritter's now that great player that's going to be hard to replace. And whoever does take over a quarterback, they're going to have a, a very large shadow to live up to. When someone achieves greatness with a, within a program or a team, maybe you do this as a fan. I, I think it's human nature for someone like me to do it, for, for me to do it. We compare them to that great player. Because we are spoiled, maybe, and we become used to what that level of production from that great player was. Right now, as Bearcats fans, we are used to Desmond Ritter going out there and slinging it, running it with his legs. A very, very good production. A lot of it. We're not, we're not going to be familiar with that right away. We're going to expect. And I know that you're going to do this, and I'm going to do this with you. We're going to expect Ben Bryant or Evan Prater to immediately live up to the, ex, the stature of Desmond Ritter. Guess what? That's just not going to happen. It's, it's just not going to happen. Mick Cronin was the head coach here at Cincinnati for 13 years. And yet, everything was about, well, he's not Bob Huggins. And he never reached Bob Huggins' status. But do you have an but but I hope you have an appreciation for what Mick Cronin did. Mick Cronin had to rebuild the Bearcats program. 
and then took them to nine straight NCAA tournaments. He may not have taken them to 14 straight like Bob Huggins did. I understand that. If that frustrates you, then that's that's your own doing. It doesn't frustrate me. He wasn't even here 14 years. So my thing is, whoever takes over for Desmond Ritter, it's hard replacing someone the caliber of him. You look at across the NFL. The Dolphins haven't done it since Dan Marino retired. The Broncos have not replaced Peyton Manning. You know, the Browns seemingly haven't replaced Bernie Kosar. It's hard. Like, when you have to replace someone of the caliber of a Desmond Ritter. And for a Bearcats football that doesn't have a lot of history historically, most of their great history is from 2007 on, when Tony Pike became the Bearcats' starting quarterback. But now that you have Desmond Ritter entering the NFL draft, and the top storyline of this offseason, and it's already began, is who's going to be the next starting quarterback. Now, we should do this, but I know it's human nature and we're not going to. We should let that quarterback develop, not immediately make him feel like he has to live up to Desmond Ritter. And he can say in any interview that he does that he doesn't think about that. And that might be true. But I also know having worked in sport, working in sports media and having been around many sports information directors and having studied this concept, sports information directors are there to tell athletes what and what not to say. Because if Ben Bryan were to say in a press conference, yeah, I feel the pressure to live up to, you know, what Desmond Ritter did before me. That is gonna, that is an immediate headline. If he says, "I'm no, I'm not worried about that. I, I'm going to do what I need to do to help the team win. That's what he should say. And maybe he does think that way. But deep down, you might think that he does think about that. Because it's human nature too. I would too. You know how Nick Saban says defy human nature? Do you understand how difficult that is? Do you understand how difficult that is to defy human nature and the human, the, the, the human, the humanity of thoughts popping in your head and pressure? Now, if you prepare, pressure doesn't, you know, pressure should not affect you, I think. And that should, and Ben Bryant, I'm sure, will prepare if he's the starting quarterback week in and week out for his games for the Bearcats games. But I'm just saying that whoever is the starting quarterback, Evan Prater or Ben Bryant, whoever says that, I'm saying Ben Bryant can say all these things because I do think he's going to win the starting quarterback job. He has the most experience. He does come in with an advantage. What I hope does not happen is that prompts Prater, Richardson, or Lichtenberg to transfer. The quarterback room is strong right now. It's been very strong for years. There is nothing bad about Ben Bryan returning. Unless you are a member of the Prater family. Then you might be just disappointed. 
But I'm saying that as a Bearcats fan, you should like the fact that Ben Bryan is coming back. He's also going to be held to expectations because you wanted him to start at one point when Desmond Ritter was here. That's another element to this. And this is this is a storyline that is not just going to die before spring practice. No, it's going to gain traction. It already has on this podcast. And it will only continue to do so more. I mentioned I was going to talk about some key players coming back. Tuesday top 10, I'm going to have to push that to Wednesday or Thursday. because, And I think I need to spend a little more time on it because this week's top 10 is going to be Desmond Ritter's top 10 games, which... I mean, there's way more than 10 you can choose from. So we're going to talk more about Ben Bryant and the other players coming back because they are Jabari Taylor and Leonard Taylor. So two Taylors coming back, Jabari and Leonard, and they are going to play integral roles to the team next year. And Leonard Taylor has an opportunity has an opportunity to continue a trend that maybe you haven't realized, but I realized. Amongst tight ends to play for Cincinnati. That next on today's episode of Lockdown Bearcat. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Alex Frank here with you on this Tuesday. You know, I mentioned in that live read that we're getting closer to the playoffs. The NFL playoffs starting this week. The Bengals, uh, they're first up. They play the first game of the playoffs this season, Saturday at 4.30 against the Las Vegas Raiders. Kevin Huber, former Bearcat, will play in his seventh playoff game as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. It's hard to believe, and this is something historic, that Kevin Huber, former Bearcat punter, has his name in the Nippert Stadium Ring of Honor. Kevin Huber is in his 14th season with the Bengals. He just tied Ken Riley for the most games played as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals of 270. He can break that in the first game of next season if he returns, which I have not heard anything about his about him wanting to retire. Uh, he's of course, is yet to win a playoff game. The Bengals have yet to win a playoff game since 1990. I think that I think the draw will end Saturday. I really do. I think the Bengals win on Saturday against the Raiders. I like the matchup. I think the Raiders are going to be spent from that incredible Sunday night game um, in Vegas this past weekend. That, that was a special, special game. Uh, really was. Bengals Raiders Saturday, 4.30 from Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. You know, 
the I mean, all six games this week I think could be really, really good. I, even Philly, Tampa Bay, and Pittsburgh, Kansas City. I I, I just think I I think those games are compelling. I don't think Pittsburgh's going away quietly. I don't think Philadelphia's going to go away quietly either. Anyway, by the way, uh, Jason Kelsey, of course, will be on will be on uh, center stage, literally center stage, Sunday against Tampa Bay. A lot of Bearcats will be making appearances uh, with their teams in the playoffs this week. Um, speaking of that, you, you might realize a trend that has been, I would say, going back to 2000. Well, I mean, especially if you want to talk about a trend, and, and this fits perfectly, Travis Kelsey, of course, you'll see him Sunday night. By the way, this is the first time since Patrick Mahomes took over as the full-time starting quarterback that he, Kelsey, and the Chiefs are playing on wildcard weekend. And by the way, they may not get to play at home throughout the entire AFC playoffs. So that's an interesting development in and of itself. And Mike Tomlin, by the way, used to coach at UC, so a lot of Cincinnati Bearcat alums will be on center stage this week in the NFL playoffs. A trend that you might know, going back to Travis Kelsey, that extended to the Selleck, that it also started with the Selleck brothers, Garrett and Brent, that continued to Josiah DeGuara, that now may continue with Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor. And that is Bearcats tight ends going pro. There are a lot of them. And a lot of that was due to Mike Denbrock. Because Mike Denbrock was the offensive coordinator and tight ends coach, he was able to develop tight ends and incorporate them and have significant roles within the offense. Well, Leonard Taylor just announced recently that he's going to be, yesterday he announced, that he is going to come back for 2022. That is huge. That is astronomical for the offense. Whoever does take over as the starting quarterback for Cincinnati now has a security blanket. Tight ends are great security blankets for any quarterback, whether they are rookies whether they are, you know, 10-year vets. You know, in my years of watching football, and maybe you see this too, the tight ends, if you just need a simple pickup of five yards, you want to get a tight end screen. And tight ends have, you know, have grown so much into offenses over the years. Yes, the yes, college football's got more perimeter-oriented, meaning it is more about do you have speed on the edge with your receivers? Can your quarterback get out to the edge and run? Can your running backs do the same? I get all of that, but the tight end is still very, very valuable. And look at Cincinnati and the tight ends that have come through this program. You look at what Josiah DeGuara did. We th- Maybe you thought this too, but I certainly thought when Josiah DeGuara left to go pro, I'm like... How is this tight end room gonna gonna pick up the slack? Gonna pick up the pieces? Because if you remember the tight end room going into 2019, it was Josiah DeGuara, it was Bruno LaBelle, it was Josh Wiley, it was Leonard Taylor, and all Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor have done is just continue to get better and better and better. I remember Leonard Taylor, the first action I saw from him. There was a game at ECU in 2017. I'm sorry, 2019. Where in the world was I getting there? 
Uh, we don't talk about that 2017 game at ECU. That was, ooh, that was brutal. Uh, anyway, remember Gardner Minshew? I sure do. Anyway, 2019, uh, Minshew in 2019 was with the Jaguars in the NFL. So, um, if you remember 2019, that game was tied at 43. The squib kick that ECU kicked, Leonard Taylor picks it up, and he runs eight yards. And eight yards on that drive was critical. Cincinnati ultimately took the ball down the field one on a Sam Crosa game-winning field goal. Leonard Taylor then had another big moment in the Memphis game, the first game. Ben Bryant's first career touchdown pass as a Bearcat. See how we tie things together on this on this show? So Ben Bryant first starred, was at Memphis in 2019, final regular season game. His first touchdown pass was to Leonard Taylor. That made it 17 to 10. And Leonard Taylor has grown so much. He comes in little overweight, but he gets into great shape and has since been a focal point of the Bearcats' offense. You look at the plays he has made over the last two seasons. The 36-yard reception at Notre Dame. He had a touchdown at UCF last year that was critical. He had a touchdown this past year in the AAC title game. He has made a handful of critical catches. That, have, that has gotten Cincinnati to where it is offensively. And whoever takes over as quarterback, Prater or Bryant, maybe uh, Lichtenberger, Richardson, they're going to have a huge luxury on their hands with Leonard Taylor. Same with Josh Wiley. Local product out of LaSalle. You knew he was going, you knew he, coming in that was good. Didn't really have a lot of moments in 2019, but certainly in 2020, he had his share of moments. He made some incredible catches in the end zone, had a two-touchdown game this year against Navy. He had another touchdown against Miami. I, I wish the tight ends would have been used more against Alabama because I would have loved to see what they could have done in terms of gain in space. Tight ends are a quarterback's best friend. If the defense is coming at you, set up a tight end screen. Your tight ends aren't just used for blocking. They can help, but you got to get them out in space because at the end of the day, they are part of your skill position, skill position group. Leonard Taylor coming back is a huge security blanket for whoever takes over a starting quarterback. And he can continue that, you know, continue to develop into Maybe another tight end from Cincinnati that goes pro, gets drafted, like DeGuara, like Kelsey, like the Selleck brothers. That's something that, in addition to the, the other great players that this program has churned out, Isaiah Pede, Desmond Ritter, Tony Pike, Kevin Huber, Jason Kelsey, any other great, Connor Barwin any other notable NFL player over the years. Yeah. That right there is a trend. Tight ends that have come to Cincinnati, been developed, and have gone pro, and have had successful careers. Most notably, Travis Kelsey, who should be headed to the Hall of Fame if he continues to play like this. So there's, so there's both 
personal and team benefits to Leonard Taylor returning. Jabari Taylor returning too. It gives that interior line another weapon to complement Malik Van. Jawan Briggs is going to have to step up, but getting a player back like Jabari Taylor, who has been here for a lot of years, experience matters. It does. Plenty more to get to on that this week. Here on Lockdown Bearcats with Ben Bryant, uh, the start of offseason drills, more men's basketball, tough, tough loss for Cincinnati on Sunday at Memphis, 87-80. Although I think they did, they did show if they play that hard, they're going to be a tough team to beat. I think, I think they are starting to get a little bit of momentum. ECU and Wichita State are the games this week. If they can win both of those games, they're going to be in some good shape, even even splitting. As long as they are continually to get, getting better and playing their best basketball going into March, that's what you that's what you should care about most with this team. So we talk to you tomorrow on Wednesday. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can also follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore. And you can email me, Alex3Frank at gmail.com, all lowercase Alex, the number three, Frank at gmail.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. Now stay tuned to make your second listen of every day, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Until we talk to you tomorrow on Wednesday, have a Bearcat day, everybody.